Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 047. The Word is near. Wake up call 047. The word is near. This is the Faith for My Generation podcast. And of course, if you don't know already, I'm your host, AJ. And I'm so happy that you're listening to today. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. I'm going to read a couple verses and then we're going to break it down as we do here on the Faith for My Generation podcast. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11. For this commandment, which I command you today, is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. Verse 12, it is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Verse 13, nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Verse 14, but the word is very near you, in your mouth, and in your heart, that you may do it. Here we have Moses, by the Spirit of the Lord, speaking to the children of Israel. They have wandered through the wilderness for 40 years. The reason, because in Numbers chapter 13 we see, after a few months in the wilderness, coming out of slavery and bondage in Egypt by the mighty hand of God. God obliterated the Egyptians, split the Red Sea, brought the Israelites out, destroyed Pharaoh and his armies. And then there in the wilderness even gave them victory over, what is it, Sihon, the Amorites? Um, And Og, I believe it was two different kings. But then something very terrible happens. Moses, you know the story. If you don't, go read Numbers 13 and Numbers 14. Moses sends out 12 spies. They go spy out the promised land, the land that God has promised to them because he promised it to their ancestor, their father, Abraham. They go spy out the land. The 12 spies come back. Ten of the 12 spies bring up an evil report to Joshua and Caleb, the only two we remember, (laughs) bring up a faithful report. The evil report and the faithful report are exactly the same in that they both reported there is milk and honey, There's the land's wonderful, it's great, there are big old giant walls, and there are giants. The difference was the evil report, the ten spies said, there's no way we can defeat these giants. There is no way we can take the land. And the faithful report of Joshua and Caleb was, if God said we can do it, then we can do it. Well, those ten spies led the nation of Israel to doubt God. And it brought judgment upon that nation. And that generation of fighting men all wandered around in a circle not literally a circle, but around and around in the wilderness till they died. 
except Joshua and Caleb. They lived. They were the only two from that generation that lived. So now we get to Deuteronomy 30. And the book of Deuteronomy is Moses giving the children of Israel the law of God, preparing their hearts and their minds to go take the promised land. Over and over again in the book of Deuteronomy, we see this phrase where Moses reminds the children of Israel, go and possess the land. Because God has given you the land, go and possess it. God has given you the land, go and possess it. God has given you the land, go and possess it. Notice, God's given it to you. He's promised it. It's yours. God says it's yours. Now go get it. Go possess it. And that's how the promises of God work. God has promised it, and by faith, we take it. We receive it by faith. Jesus said, Matthew 11, verse 12, The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Violent faith takes what God has promised. Not from God. I can't take anything from God. But it takes it out of the hands of the enemy. It takes it out of the hands in the midst of a circumstance and situation that says, no, that's impossible. God says, yes, it is. And then you say, by faith, I'll have what God says. That's what faith is. And our faith is based upon the Word of God. See, everything that you and I have faith for, it's because we have the Word of God for that. Because without faith, without the Word of God, we can't have faith. Romans 10 verse 17 says, "Then So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. It's interesting. One of the minor prophets tells us, the Old Testament prophet says that the, that pe- the people of God perish for a lack of knowledge. Because what you don't know, you can't believe. If you don't know something, you can't have faith for it. That's why it's so important to read your Bible. Here I go again, broken record AJ. But it's, it's important enough to remind you yet again and myself, read your Bible every day. Because as you're reading your Bible, you're discovering God's will for your life. As you read your Bible, you're discovering God's will for your life. And it will change your life. And you see what God has promised, what God has instructed, what God has commanded. commanded. And God will also correct you as you're reading your Bible. Read your Bible. It'll change your life. And when we read the Bible, we see God's word and will on something. Now, what I want to hone in is, on is verse 11 through 14 that we read in Deuteronomy 30. Moses is giving them this instruction, specifically in verse 20, chapter 28, this huge blessing and curse. And then he says, hey, this day, you choose. You can choose this day. Deuteronomy 29, 29, I love it. It says, the secret things belong unto the Lord. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. So then you get to chapter 30, verses 11 through 14. And Moses is reminding the people of Israel, because it's a human nature, it's human tendency to give an excuse for why you don't do what you should do. Let me say that again. It's human nature to give an excuse to not do something for why you didn't do something. Well, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Well, I know I didn't, but this is why. That's human nature. And basically what the Spirit of the Lord is doing through Moses is giving, is giving the children of Israel and giving you and me today, followers of God, all 
the answers to the excuses so we can go ahead and get the excuses out of the way. First thing that we see here is verse 11, that the word of God is plain. It's not hidden from man. He says, verse 11, for this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious. It's not hidden. It's not mysterious. It's not hidden. It's made plain. And I just read it, but I'll read it again. Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. The Word of God reveals the heart of God. The Word of God reveals the heart of God. You want to know the heart of God? Open up your Bible and read it. You want to hear the voice of God? Read the Word, and God will speak to you by the voice of the Holy Spirit and confirm what is written. The Word of God reveals the will of God. It's just that simple. And the will of God is not hidden. There are things, there are things that are secret and they belong to the Lord. But when we re, when something's revealed to it, it revealed to us, it's ours. And as we study the word of God, we have the master teacher, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said in John 14, that he would teach us all things. And he opens up his word to us that we can understand his truth. And it's not hidden. It's made available. That's good news. That's good news. Second Peter chapter 1 tells us, and I, I, I want to read it. <clears throat> I was just going to reference it, but I want to read it. Second Peter 1, verse 19. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God, as they were, as they, excuse me, Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Notice verse 20. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. No. God revealed and made known His Word. He didn't speak something to one person and, and hide and you know hid His Word from other people. The Word of God is made plain. It's made known to us. The Word of God is not far off. Notice this, Deuteronomy 30, verse 11. Nor is it far off. The Word of God's not far off. Oh, I wish I could just obey God. I wish I could just follow God. I wish I knew the will of God, but it's too far off from me. No. Where is the Word? It's right before you. Psalms 107, verse 20. I love this. This is a healing scripture. It says this, He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. We see time and time again throughout the Bible that any time that God heals, it is on the truth and basis of His Word. You know, you can think of so many different ways concerning the children of Israel. They, they transgress, they sin against God, and fiery serpents come out. And then He tells Moses, Go make this staff with a serpent wrapped around it. You've seen this image before, y'all. It's on it's on uh, ambulances. That that staff with the with the uh, 
serpent wrapped around it, and there's a name for it. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's on the ambulance. Some of y'all remember it, and you're saying it out loud as you're listening. <laughs> but I can't hear you, unfortunately. Um, and that's where that comes from, is when Moses literally did that. And when he raised up the staff, uh, he sent out the word, God's word, anyone that looks onto this serpent that's on this staff will be healed. He sent the word. People had the opportunity to obey it or not. And Jesus actually refers to it just as that serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, so, so, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. It was, a sim, it was symbolic of what, what would happen to Christ when he was lifted up on the cross and he would purchase our healing. But Psalms 107 verse 20 says, He sent His Word. The Word of God's not far off. You've got it. In fact, you've got it on, in your hands. If you've got your Bible open, I've got it in my hands. You've got it on your phone. <laughs> you've got it on YouTube. You've got it on this podcast. You've got it in church. I mean, there's so much access that we have. We have rich, rich access to the Word of God. It's not far off. It's right in front of you. Notice this, Deuteronomy 30, verse 12. It's not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? No, it's not in heaven. Look at this, John 3. John 3, verse 13. See what Jesus says here. John 3, verse 13. I wish I could do what God wants me to do, but he's up there in heaven. What am I going to do? John 3, verse 13. No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man, who is in heaven. Who is in heaven. See, you couldn't get to heaven, and he who is in heaven, Jesus, came to you. <laughs> the word's not far off. The word's near you. Because it's not in heaven. The Word's not in heaven. The Bible, you know, think about it. Literally, but also figuratively, you know. It's not like we had to work our way up into heaven, then know the will of God. No, God sent His Word. And in this instance, He sent Jesus, who is the Word that became flesh. So the Word's not trapped in heaven. Oh, if only I could know. Only if I could get in heaven, then I would know what God would want me to do. No, He sent His Word. And it's near you. It's not far off. He's brought it to you. And that's what's so beautiful. That's what's so wonderful about studying the life of Jesus, reading the Gospels. You get to see the Word of God in flesh and action. And when you see the ministry of Jesus and the life of Jesus and how He lived and what He did and how he acted, of course he's still alive. I'm, I'm talking in past tense, referring to his earthly ministry. He's, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's the high priest of our confession, ever making intercession for us. But when you get to look at Jesus' earthly ministry, you get to see what it looks like when you live completely sold out in total obedience to the Word of God, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the ultimate example. And just look at his life, and you will get the perfect example of what it looks like to follow God's word, follow God's will, and be led by the Spirit.
Because the Word's not in heaven. The Word came to you from heaven. Man, that's good. The Word, uh, Deuteronomy 30, <laughs> verse 12, of uh, verse 13. Moses is saying, now, now, no one can say, oh, it's beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Oh, the Word of God, it's on the earth, but it's across the sea. How am I going to get over there? Oh, I don't have a boat. Again, excuses, excuses, human nature's to, it's human nature to make excuses as to why I should not obey. But we're not going to do that because we're the faithful. Notice this. Uh, this, was, this was an interesting one when I began to study this out. Verse 13, nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? I'm going to read the verse, and then I'm going to make the connection. I want, to, I want to see if you can make the connection as I'm reading the verse. But the Word of God is not far away. It's not across the sea. It's right before you. Now, why is that? Matthew 28, verse 19, Jesus said, Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Did you catch it? You know why the Word of God's not across the sea or across the world? Because faithful men and women poured out their life in obedience to God, and they brought the Word to you. I really like this one. The Word of God is number four. The Word is near you. It's not beyond the sea. The Word is near you because Christians brought it to you. Now, the Word came from heaven because God brought it to us, Christ Jesus. But you, I know I am, I'm saved today because of people who were, well, my parents, who were faithful to obey God and teach me the Word of God and lead me to Christ and, and not just them, but faithful men and women in my church, spiritual moms and dads. I mean, I remember, you know, baptism of the Holy Spirit. I remember Evangelist Danny Johnston. He's still in the ministry today. He was faithful to teach the Word. I remember the call of God that come on my life, uh, getting an anointing and a, and a word from God, a prophetic word from God through Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr., Two years ago, at this point, when I'm recording this, in the year 20, well, excuse me, not two years ago, the year 2021 in Abermarl, North Carolina, at Boomerang Church, Pastor Brian Wright's church. You know, because people are faithful, you and I benefit from other people's faithfulness. And the word is not across the sea to where we can't reach it. It's been brought to us because people are faithful. And I want to ask you this. Are you being faithful to bring the word to someone else? Be faithful. You and I, be, we need to be faithful to take the word to other people. That way they can't use this excuse. Well, the word's not near me. It's across the sea or it's across the county or it's across the nation or wherever the Lord may be leading you to witness. I want you to see the next one. The word of God. Okay, we've talked about four places the word is not. It's not hidden. It's not far off. It's not in heaven. It's not beyond the sea. Three things that are true concerning the Word. The Word of God is near you. This is going to sound 
almost identical to what we just read in Deuteronomy 30. And it's because it's essentially a quote that Paul makes, but it's just a little different language because of translation. But Romans chapter 10, right before verses 9 and 10 that we read so much here on the Faith for My Generation podcast, starting at verse 6 of Romans chapter 10, it says this, But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Okay, so what does the righteousness of faith speak? Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. Verse 8, but what does it say? Quoting Deuteronomy 30, the word is near you, in your mouth, And in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. What is the word of faith that we preach? It is this, the word of God is near you, it is in your heart, and it is in your mouth. The word of God is that we preach, the word of faith that we preach is this, that the word of God is near you and that it is in your mouth and it is in your heart. It is in your mouth and it is is in your heart. It's interesting. It doesn't say it's in your heart and then your mouth. It says it's in your mouth and it's in your heart. You know, you can actually reprogram and rewire your heart. (laughs) By choosing, making a choice, renewing your mind to speak what God's Word says. And I would encourage you to do that. If you know, if you recorded yourself all day, if you pulled out your cell phone and, and made an audio note and just hit record and let it run all day and you played it back, could you honestly say, you know, I would have to say there's some times where I say things that don't line up with God's Word. If I played back that recording, though, the question is, how much of my day do I spend saying things that doesn't agree with God's Word? Rather, what I need to do is reprogram my insides by making a choice, saying, nope, I'm going to say what God says. Even though my eyes see something different, my ears hear something different, my feelings, emotions, opinions, who cares? I'm going to go with the truth of God's Word, and I'm going to speak God's Word because God's Word is near me. It's near me. The Word of God is near me. Last two places the Word of God is, we just saw it, but we're going to finish in Psalms 119, the longest chapter in the entire Bible. In Psalms 119, the longest chapter in the entire Bible is all about the Word of God. The the longest chapter in your Bible, people, is about the Word of God. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Must mean that the Word of God is pretty important. Psalms 119, verse 13. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. The Word of God is near you and the Word of God is in your mouth. It should be in your mouth. You should speak the Word of God. Verse 13. With my lips... I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. Go back to last week's podcast, uh, Faith for My Generation. <laughs> We're on the Faith of My Generation podcast. Go to last week's Wake Up Call, Wake Up Call 046 Thanksgiving. We talk about that, homologia, to repeat what God says, to give thanks. When you give thanks, part of giving thanks is saying what God says. 
When the Word of God is in you, it's going to come out your mouth. And with your lips, you declare the Word of God. Because the Word of God is near you and it's in your mouth. Lastly, the Word of God is, most importantly, in your heart. The Word of God's in your heart. Psalms 119.11 Your Word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. The Word of God's in your heart. And when the Word of God's in your heart, it changes your life. When the Word of God's in your heart, it'll come out your mouth. When the Word of God's in your heart, you'll see the power of God on display in your life. When the Word of God is in your heart, oh, it makes all the difference in the world. Let the Word of God richly dwell in your heart. Never let it depart from your heart. Let it stay ever on, the, on your tongue and on your lips. Let the Word of God forever remain near you. Hey, I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful that you've taken time out of your day to listen to the Faith for My Generation podcast. I'm really thankful for you. Hey, make sure you keep your eyes and your ears open. We've got an upcoming website that will be alive by the end of this month for sure. I'm trying to get my dates right. And I uh, want you to go over there and check it out once it is. So we'll, we'll, we'll let you know for sure on the on the next episode when it is live. But we'll give you all the information for that. But it's going to be a lot of fun. You can have some things that you can sign up and be a part of, as well as it's a excellent catalog of everything we have done so far on the Faith for My Generation podcast. And it would not be possible if it were not for your faithfulness to listen, to share, and I'm so thankful every time you, you, know, you share a kind word with me. It, it really is of great encouragement, and I appreciate it. And I'm thankful for you being a part of this tribe of believers, being part of this group of Christians who just want to grow closer to God, grow stronger in His Word, and see the will of God come to pass in our lives. Because that truly is our desire. Because we are the faithful. See you next time. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you, and every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.